Well, hi, I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Friday afternoon. And uh, it's been a really interesting week. Um, I look at life now more like everything is kind of a learning experiment. Uh, you know, you get to figure things out and you get to see how people respond. It's been pretty ugly, uh, to be really honest with you. And um, I have never seen some of the more ugly, nasty, judgmental comments in my life. Um, yeah, it, you know, we, uh, we, I, I was talking to a friend of mine today and, oh, guess what? I'm going to throw this out there because it's true. James is black. And James and I were talking about this whole issue. And I said, you know, if people keep, if people keep accusing everybody of being racist for any little thing that they want, which is what's happening, um, pretty soon racism is not even going to be a thing because nobody will recognize it because we're starting to get numb to it. It's like, I know now, no matter what I say or do, I put up a billboard about supporting police, nothing negative about anything about blacks or brown people or anything. And all of a sudden I'm a racist. It's like, oh, bullshit. And, and if you keep doing that and keep saying what, so everything that happens now, you're, people are a racist or if you don't agree with them, they're a racist, or if you don't agree with them. Um, oh, and I also get called alt-right. Alt you don't even know my politics. I'm not even a registered voter, but what? So because I believe, I think this is what I find really interesting. Because you see this, then automatic, okay, you're that, and you're just looking for a reason to do it. Well, guess what? I'm not doing it. It doesn't work. Um, I, I, I'm not playing your game anymore. <clears throat> and, um, Exactly, and it desensitizes the issue, which, which according to James, the black man, you know, that's a concern to the black community, or should be, because all of a sudden, you know, if you do this over and over, and we get desensitized to it, then what do we do with the real issues? Well, I'm not going to start stop fighting for my friends uh, of any color or any sexuality. Um, I'm going to continue to do what I do, and it may not be the way you want me to do it, but that's really none of your damn business, is it? No, it's not. Um, it's not your business. I mean, I see people on other pages. I had a guy on my show last night, Andre, he's a friend, uh, a black man. Um, and it, before the show, people were coming on his page and going, oh, you can't talk to Rick Dancer. He's a racist. Did you see what he did here? Did you see what he did it to this person? And da 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 da, -da. And, and Andre and I are, are friends. <laughs> so he's like kind of laughing at him going, that isn't like I was going to set him up and, and try to rip him apart. And it's like, people come on, you know, and these are the same people professing that we, you know, want to, you know, make inroads. I don't think they want to make inroads. I think they just want to control the conversation and I don't want to control the conversation. I just want to understand. And if I want to uh, join forces with my dentist friend and my dear friend, Christy Kilcullen and stand in a poster and say, I support police. I'm not saying I support bad police. And why do I even have to say that? I mean, that's so, so fucking stupid. I don't even, shouldn't even have to say that. Obviously I don't support bad police. <laughs> I don't support bad hairdressers or bad barbers or bad waiters. Um, I, I mean, this has become uh, absolutely ridiculous. And I, I just think we have to stand up against it. And, and that doesn't mean I don't have to have a rally. I don't have to do anything like that, for God's sakes. Um, <clears throat> yes, Sharon, I was really happy that, 
that Andre came on and talked about it. But I think we have to, um, there has to be some kind of resistance towards this thing because it's just growing out of hand. I just had a guy comment on the Springfield police page and he said, there are so many other issues in town like homelessness and blah, 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 that you should be on. You're so out of touch. And what, what these people fail to understand is you're, you're condemning me. So do you think I'm really gonna listen to you? And honestly, what the hell is it of your opinion, your business, he thinks I spent the money. Michael Bratlin spent the money. He asked me to be in it. But if I'm going to put my my name out there for a cause, shouldn't I get to choose what that is? And so I'm out of touch because it doesn't line up with his cause. Would that be like the most weird form of arrogance? Like your cause now has to be Rick Dancer's cause because that's not my cause. And then I'm out of touch because maybe you're out of touch. That could be. Perhaps you're the one Who's out of touch? I don't know. So I thought nothing you do will ever. Exactly. It's Hayden. And so I'm done. I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm, I'm not going to answer him. You know, I mean, we've had plenty of support for what we did. And I think part of that is just because one thing that's kind of ironic is that the more attention they give to the thing, we put the billboard up just to put the billboard up to get a conversation started. We weren't intending for the news to cover it. We weren't intending for people to get their undies in a bundle all over about it. And the more people have gotten all anxious about it, the more attention they brought to it. So the very thing they don't want is what they're doing and they're causing it to happen. Um, and that's not my thing. That's not my, uh, that wasn't our end goal and you don't have to believe me. Here's the other thing. People are trying to put words in our mouth and I, <laughs> I've been doing this too long. And I just, I'm sorry, I don't, I care about these issues and I care. And that's why I'm having conversations uh, with my black friends and asking them questions, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tolerate um, nasty, uh, you know, bullying. Um, I just, I, I've done that. So I thought what I would do, um, people need to stop judging others. Exactly. It's, it's so it's okay for that man to judge me and say, you're out of touch because you're not covering the issue I choose as number one. And I don't think supporting the police is the number one issue, but we're doing a whole bunch of more billboards. So I got lots of topics that I think are, and, and it might not, he might not, if I did a billboard about homelessness, he might not like my topic either. I don't know. I don't know what his topic is, but so if I don't agree with him and we don't agree, then I'm wrong. <laughs> nope, doesn't work that way. Um, guess what? You get to have your, um, you get to have your uh, feelings and thoughts and ideas. And like Andre and I talked last night, if we just start talking together about these things, um, that's when you can have a civil conversation and things can come out of it. But when you come on and yell and accuse and lie, I had people saying things on here that were so untrue. And I, I mean, if it wasn't so nasty, I would be laughing. Has Casey I ever thought or considered interviewing me? Think that would ever fly? Oh, they'd never. Matt Templeman hates me. He would never, he would never interview us. And and they got it wrong too. They said we were we were supporting the Blue Lives Matter. It has nothing to do with Blue Lives Matter. That's that's cliche. That's just it's like all lives matter. That's all cliche. It doesn't do any good. It wasn't about that. It was about, we support the police, period. Well, actually it said two, meaning we all, I support my black community. I support my Asian community, my gay and lesbian community. Um, this was a two. 
I'll, and how I choose to put that up. Um, Dr. Bratlin said he wanted to do this for police because we've seen a lot of our friends and families um, in the police force really low. And we wanted to do something that said, and it worked because we've had a lot of response from people. And then I had people say, I'm a bootlegger. <laughs> or perhaps if I follow the cultural narrative, to me, that makes you a bootlegger. Um, when you ask questions, you're not licking boots. And I don't need to lick the boots of the police officers. I don't get special treatment because of it. And that doesn't even cross my mind when I do it. And if it does yours, that's on you. Because I don't even think about like, oh, here's a way I could get the police to really like me. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. I think that's their biggest problem is I've done this too long. I ran for public office. I'm used to, to, to minions, people like that, that just grind and try to do that. I'm not used to it, but I know how it works. And I, that's why I would never run for public office again, because this is the shit you put up with. And, um, and we've done fine, but that first day was a little like, Oh God, Oh my God. Now I'm, I'm the worst person in the whole world. So, um, I thought I've not come into Oak Ridge, but I'm really proud that people stood up and that the apologies going on and people are doing things, but here's what I wanted to do. I want to tell you a little story because I think this is really good and apropos for what, what the world we're living in right now. So once there was a little village, uh, filled with toys and their names. They were called Weemix. They were little wooden toys. And um, all day long, they'd go around the town and they'd put stickers on each other. So if you did something that they perceived to be good, they would give you a star. And if you, they did something that they perceived to be not good or not culturally acceptable, they'd give you a circle. <clears throat> so all day long, this is what happened. You know, oh, somebody throw a ball really high. Oop, you get a star. Um, somebody trip in the water. Oop, you get a circle. And so there was this one Weemick, and his name was Punchinella. Well, Punchinella was covered in circles. Oh, he'd try to put on his coat, and he'd drop it. He would try to jump really high, and he'd fall. So he's always making little mistakes. So people run up really fast and stick a circle on him. And so he just felt really shitty about himself. So one day he sees another Weemick and her name is Lucinda. Well, Lucinda has no stars and no circles. And he's like, what's that? And people would walk up because she didn't have any stickers and try to put a star on her and the star would fall off. Then they'd go up and try to put a circle because if the star doesn't stay, then you must not be good. So they'd put a circle on her and the circle would fall off. And he's like, so he goes up to her and he says, how, how come none of the stars or circles stick to you? And she says, oh, the stickers only stick if they matter to you. And he's like, what? She goes, yeah, go to the toy maker, Eli. Talk to him. He'll explain it to you. So he goes, who's Eli? He goes, he lives on the hill. So little Punchinella goes up to the, the, the toy maker's cottage, and everything's really big because he's just a little toy, and the, the toy maker's huge. He walks into the big, in the big studio there, and hears, he hears his voice, Punchinella. And he says, yes, who are you? He goes, I'm Eli. I'm the toy maker. And he says, boy, it looks like you've got a lot of bad marks. And he says, I didn't mean to. I, I tried to do well. And then and the toy maker says, no, 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 no. You don't understand. Those are Weemicks. They're just like you. It's not their job to tell you whether you get a circle or you get a star. It's their job just to be Weemicks. They have no right to judge who you are or what you do and give you stars and circles. 
And he goes, but that's what we do. That's what the Wemix do. He goes, I know, but that's not why you were made. And he says, well, how come they don't stick to Lucinda? I met her. And he goes, because the stickers only stick if they matter to you. And then Eli says to the Wemix, spend some time with me, learn what I mean, learn how I talk, learn what I expect from you. And then when you go into the village, the stickers won't stick. And at that moment, one of the circles fell off of Punchinella. So when I used to read that story to kids in the schools, um, they would all ears listening. And one time there was a little boy in a kindergarten class who's five years old. And I said, what do, you, what do you guys think this means to you? And the little boy raised his hand. He goes, Mr. Dancer, I wonder if we're not supposed to care what other people think of us. And I was in front of the classroom and I started to cry. I had tears coming down my face. I said, oh my God, a five-year-old is explaining life. You see, it's not our job to judge other people. It's not our job to be a church in Oak Ridge that's deciding um, whether someone um, gets to wave a flag or not. And they don't know the meaning behind that. Um, and, and they don't know why he's doing it and they call him ignorant. And come to find out, they were ignorant. He wasn't ignorant. He has autism. He's on the spectrum. His dad's a cop. When COVID hit, he wanted something to do. His mom says, why did you go wave the flag? And so he loves America and he went out and waved his blue cop flag. Oh, I know that terrible flag. And so these people judged him and then got caught, got their tit in the ringer and had to apologize or they did apologize. So what are we doing? Because someone doesn't agree with us, we're gonna call them names. That is so fucking juvenile. That is the most immature thing I have ever experienced in my life. And how dare people come on and tell me, you know, that I'm a loser. You don't even know me. You don't know what my life's been through. I haven't had a hard life, but I haven't had it perfect either. And then somebody calls me an elitist. Shut the fuck up. An elitist? Oh my God. I am the farthest thing from an elitist that you can ever have. Oh my God. And so I guess for me, I'm just done explaining anything like this because, you know, honestly, I don't think they want to hear. They don't want to get along. They want to push their way on everybody. It's their way or nobody's way. And that's, I'm sorry, that is not the way the world works. It doesn't work that way. Um, we get to put on our big boy and big girl pants and we get to work together because you know what? We're all involved in this. And I think that's what bothers some people the most is we're done with somebody creating the narrative that doesn't fit everyone. And we're done having you pit us against our black and brown brothers and sisters because it's not going to happen. You are not going to, can, you can convince people that I'm a racist, but I'm not. And the people who know me who are of color, and that includes white, because white is a color, um, they know who I am and who I really am. And they want to know. Um, you, you don't want to know. You just want to find it. Here's the other thing I'm learning is if people are that, by me supporting police, that one thing, <laughs> if that's enough to make them change their entire image of me, then you really didn't like me in the first place, or you 
it, or, or you're not somebody that I probably want in my life because if that's it's that easy because we disagree on one thing that you're going to turn on me. Well, fuck that. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're not somebody I'm going to if I'm sitting on a, a boat and the boat's sinking and there's a raft, you're probably not going to put me on that raft. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it doesn't hold a whole lot of credence. So, um, you know, it, it's like you you weren't somebody that I'm going to call somebody that's for me. And I don't mean that like Rick Dancer needs people for him because oh, and whatever. You know, I'm so done even over explaining myself because you will you will draw on the conclusion that you want to draw. And that is your right as an American citizen. But remember, I have my right, too. And so does everybody else. And you do not get to call me racist or homophobe or whatever other little term you can come up with because you don't even know me. <laughs> you can do it to try to discredit me. But one of your problems is that I've been here a long time. And I really do care about people and I have a history of that. Um, so don't come in here uh, on your on your little bandwagon and start trying because I want to say I support and I'm going to support other things. And guess what? You may not like them, but guess what? You have the exact right to you can find someone, a friend, put all your money together and rent a bill, a billboard and put up a message that you want people to hear. It's a free country. You can do it. We're going to do more um, and you may like them and you may not, but I'm not going to judge what I support based on what you think I should support. I mean, that's where the country's headed, but you know what? I don't think it has to go that way. And I think we can turn that around. Um, we don't have to succumb to this. And while I'm here, I'm going to just talk about a couple other things that concern me deeply right now. Uh, this new move by the surgeon general at Biden administration to, to, to try to get Facebook to censor more of the information coming out about COVID scares the fuck out of me. That's a scary thing because, um, yeah, there's a lot of bad information <laughs> and some of it might be yours um, on the Internet about this. But we should be smart enough. What? So and so uh, and so you're only going to feed me what the what the administration and Dr. Fauci believes to be true. What? That's that is so scary because we've already seen they kind of messed up with quite a few times and some of their numbers and some of their things. And I'm not saying that, you know, that this is not valid. I think the censorship is not valid and that you're going to own that you're going to do. You get to determine somebody gets to determine determine for me what is the right information. No, no, no. And it's Charles on here says, quit feeding their ego and responding to the minority. That's exactly right. You would not believe the number of people we've had that just said, you know, I don't agree with you and I don't care about the police, but thank you. Thank God you're standing up for what you believe in. And that's the bottom line. It's none of our business what each of us believes in. We should be standing up for what we believe in. And I, I you know what I mean? I've never pushed um, all the all debate people, but, and I can think they're wrong but I would never try to limit you from having your conversation unless you start. The only people I block on my page is the people that come on and start belittling me, start coming on and, 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 and not, and it's not about the issue. And that's what I found most distressing about the response to that billboard. It wasn't that people thought we shouldn't do the billboard. It was the Rick Dancer is an asshole. It was, it was making it personal. And you know what that tells me? It tells me you don't have a very good argument tells me that you're insecure and don't feel like, so you're going to, you're going to attack me 
attack the issue, attack what, what happened. And some of you did, and that I appreciate that. And I didn't agree with you, but some of you did. But most of you attacked me. And, and it was gnarly little, how dare you, Rick Dancer? Well, here, how dare you tell me what I get to believe? How dare you? I don't do that to you, do I? And you don't get to do it to me. And so it's not going to happen. So we're going to continue on, continue to do stuff. I hope we can talk about things positively. Go watch the thing we did with um, Andre last night. It was super great. Um, we had such a good conversation, and I didn't see any of the the people who were so afraid I was going to take advantage of them. I didn't see any comments from them on the page. <laughs> you have to laugh because otherwise you cry. But you know what? Um, I, I think this is a turning point I, for me. It is because you, you, you've shown me, I don't, I, I can't do anything to bring those people on board, but you know what? There's a whole bunch of other people like James at the gym and other people who want to have these conversations. And, and I'm going to learn from them because they are my black brothers and sisters who are truly interested in having relationship with me. And, um, and it's not, James said the most interesting thing. I thought it was powerful. Um, Rick, when I get up in the morning and I look in the mirror, I see James, not a black man. And I can honestly say when I see my friends and Andre comes in, I know he's here because we're doing a black and white conversation, but I don't look at him as a black man. I don't look at my friends with different abilities as people with different abilities. Um, I don't look at white people as white people. I mean, I think we have to get past this stuff. And it doesn't mean there's not problems. Yes, we have racial issues and racial tensions, but I think some of that's being caused by you. And you're the one who made the police billboard a racial a racial issue, not me. And yet you blamed it on me. No, that's you. And had you bothered to ask, but you didn't. Oh, but then of course, because I'm white, then I'm automatically a racist. See, that didn't work. That didn't work for me. And it doesn't work for the black people that I have in my life either. Just so you know. Just so you know. So new day, new conversation, uh, new thing is coming. And I think we should lay down our arms, at which most of us have, and just have a conversation. So remember the Weenix, okay? You know, it's not our job to put stars and circles on each other. It's not. It's not your job. And it's not our job to uh, call other people ignorant because we don't understand why they believe what they believe. Because in the end, as we've seen, we can be the ones who end up being the ignoramus. So there. I, uh, I have great hope because I see people are coming alive. And I think that the voices of um, what, I, what I'm seeing, I think once the, the, the voices of, what would that be? Accusation dissipate, then the voices of reason can begin to, to, to come out. And then we can start to see some harmony because most of the people I know, and that's from all of these communities, 
um, want to work together. Do we see problems? Yeah. And the more I hang around folks, the more I understand those problems. But when you shove it at me and accuse me of things that are not true, I'm not hearing you. So anyway, um, tonight we have at five o'clock a really fun show. Um, Rudy Trzaski is a local com uh, comedian. And I had him on my show in bed with Rick Dancer one night. So Rudy and I have been to bed together. Yes. Um, spread that around. There you go. Now that there's a story for you. And uh, he's a super funny guy. During COVID, I was teasing him because he started doing all these cat videos. And I'm going, are you becoming like the old people with the cats? <laughs> so he's going to come on tonight and talk about kind of how difficult that's been with through COVID to be a comic. Uh, but also he'll have some fun jokes and he's really, he'll, he'll slam me around a little and that's, and I need that from people who love me, um, from you people who hate me, just, just go away. Uh, you don't need to play here. It's a, it's a, it's a sandbox littered with all kinds of diversity and you might feel uncomfortable. So <laughs> there's Deborah, Deborah Johnson. I love that. When are people going to realize we're all just people? Well, um, I have a friend named Dave and he's from, uh, he's kind of a, well, Dave will call himself a, a mixed bag, little Latino, little everything. And um, we don't always get along and stuff. And I, I like him a lot, but we, we have a lot of different views, but he came on last night and he says, there's one race. Why don't we stop talking about black races and all these races? Why don't we just talk about one race? It's the human race. I mean, that does what we all have in common. We're human. Um, so I think we should just do the human race. So maybe that's a thing to look at. Keep an open mind, keep loving your heart and piss on the haters. <laughs> See, I don't even have to do that. All I gotta do is deflect it because <laughs> they're pissing on me. I just put up a put up a reflector ray and it just goes <laughs> back all over them. So anyway, those are my thoughts for today. Um, yeah, there's always turds in the sandbox. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. That's a great way to look at it. So you guys keep your chin up. Uh, I, for those who've been writing me, you know, uh, and saying, you know, are you okay after that? And I go, yeah, we've had a lot of support. And um, and I think we should start talking about some of the real issues too, the other issues in town too. Yeah, we need to talk about homelessness, uh, but not just one side of that. We need to talk about how do we uh, make our community a safe community for everybody. And um, lawlessness needs to stop. And we need to get a handle on this. And that's part of, I think it's kind of funny because this guy's telling me I should do homelessness. Part of the reason we have such a big problem is because we are strapping our police and we don't have mental health services. So let's talk about that. Maybe we need a mental health services billboard. But, you know, it's really easy to tell other people how to spend their money. Go spend your own damn money on it. If you if you think it's such a concern, don't put that on me. I think it's a concern too, but I got to pick mine. Now go pick yours and mind your own business. That's how it works. All right. Have a good day. I'll see you at five o'clock with Rudy and it'll all be funny.